So I'm reading on this newspaper ad from Pennsylvania. Well, I shouldn't say an ad, an article rather. Okay. um, About some truckers that got scammed. Ew. Yeah, I kind of wanted to, you know, remind everybody out there, you know, that there's scams out there on the road. And uh, I'm going to say it now, so I, I, I reiterate it later, that, you know, if something sounds too good to be true, it is. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's like, okay, you got to make this deal now, it's going away. You got to do it now, 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 now. You got to buy this car now. We got 25 people waiting for it. Anymore. Exactly. Make the deposit. I, I, but I mean, actually, that's how car dealers work. But I'm talking about scams out on the road mm-hmm. where something they uh, the scammer approaches you with. And it's always you pulling a dollar out of your pocket, drivers. Mm-hmm. And then you get, you know, boom, screwed. And uh, next thing you know, you lose money. Anyway, so check this article out. It's crazy. Um, seven arrested in multi-county robbery ring targeting, or it's really, a, it was scamming, uh, truckers. Um, so craziness. All right. So it says, uh, seven men who authorities said stole jewelry and cash from people at truck stops and rest areas, and this is in Washington County, Westmoreland County, and Somerset counties in Pennsylvania. They were arrested on Thursday. So Westmoreland, Somerset, and what was the other counties? Uh, Westmoreland, do-do-do-do, I got to go back. Somerset, Westmoreland, and Washington, Washington counties. I think that's up in like the Dubois area, you know, up on off of 80, I, I believe, or it could be. You know what? It also could be down off the Turnpike area because I think later on they got them in Somerset. This is where the scammers got taken down by the law. Johnny Logan. Exactly. So anyway, so check it out. So um, <laughs> this is the part. I'm, like one of the parts really gets me and I'm gonna about to read it. It says, the suspects were found with more than $21,000 in jewelry and other items, as well as CB radios that police believe were being used by the men to communicate one with another. Hmm. What's funny is, you have a group of men scamming and somehow using the CB to go, you know, him over there, blah, blah, blah. I get this guy, this trucker here walked in. I seen kind of a big bag of stuff out to his truck. Right. It says six of the suspects are from Cincinnati. Robert Dennis Murphy, 70. Oh, gosh. Adam Rick Smith, 38. Robert Thomas Chandler, 44. Danny Williams, 48, John Henry uh, Black is 38, and Daryl Marshall Knoll, 38. The seventh, suspect, the seventh suspect, Wendell Compton, 54, is from Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, going back, you had a reaction when I mentioned Robert Dennis Murphy, 70. Yeah. My pappy's robbing people. I'm, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It, it kills your... your your vision of your grandfather or your pap or whatever you want to call him when you see some 70 year old buck robbing people, scamming people. It's like a, it's like a dirty old 
dirty old man involved. I mean, at 70, you would think you'd be going, you know, I think I'm going to hang up my crime shoes. You would think something because, you know, at 70, you really don't want to be going to jail at that point, I think. And do you think maybe the Pappy effect was like the, the final touch that maybe pushes some of these truckers and people over in believing? Like, who wouldn't believe a little old lady from Pasadena or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or little grandpappy offering you something that, you know, oh, it's just that little old man. He can't be scamming me. Right, right. No, I, I agree. It's a good infiltration. Yeah. It says court papers detail how state police believe the group moved east through Pennsylvania on Tuesday afternoon. So it started on Tuesday, and they, I guess they got them on Thursday. It says the group um, hit the Flying J Travel Plaza Center rather in South Huntington off Interstate 70. So, yeah, so I was wrong. It's not the counties are down you know how 70 and and the turnpike run together and 68's not far. So it's in more like that southern PA area. Um, not far from Cincinnati where they're... Well, no, no, no. I mean, Cincinnati's a little ways off because you got to go all the way across. But yeah, you're right. It, eventually you can get over there on 68 um, or 70 and then cut down 71 from Columbus. But anyways, either way, the it says a Tennessee man and two others from Pittsburgh told investigators that a group of men claimed that a trucker won a $50,000 lottery jackpot and was given ca- and they were given out cash to people at the truck stop the robbers offered to double the cash in the men's wallets and the value of the rings on their fingers they made off with $300 and 11 rings valued at more than $42,000 in a white car and a gold minivan, according to the court papers. So it doesn't really say how the scam was working. Okay, but I know how some scams working, and I was looking some up. It says, the South Somerset, the South Somerset Service Plaza was next. Troopers were called to a Pennsylvania turnpike rest area, at 6.15 p.m. and said that members of the group again claimed the lottery ruse and offered to uh, play a card game, probably one of those, you know, things where you put put the uh, card on the table and they put two red, um, you know I mean, like two red jack of diamonds and one black queen of diamonds and you got to pick the black card, you know, because you have red and black in your card decks and then they do that shuffle. So, and if it's just, it's really what they're doing is conning, you know, somebody, have you ever seen that card? Game? No, I haven't. You so I'm just letting you keep going though. Have you ever seen the, the game where they'll take like, like three little shells and they'll put a P under it and they'll shuffle it around. Yes. Okay. Well, the card game is also like that where they take three cards and they bend all three and they'll, they'll say, look, two red and one black. Okay. Or two black and one red, whatever, right? And you got to, it says, keep your eye on the black card, right? And you've got to follow mm-hmm. it. So what they do is they tur- they'll they flick them down on the, onto the table real fast and they'll shuffle them really fast. And what they're really doing is they're, they throw the, it looks like they're throwing the odd card down first. So your eye goes to that and then, and they're real fast and they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. And you lose almost every time. Okay. So now I don't know if that's the card game they're playing. But um, it probably was something similar okay. to that. And it said, um, 
They uh, they stole a thousand dollars from a trucker and ripped off a necklace and a ring. It said valued at twenty four thousand dollars from a woman who had stopped at the plaza. Also, so again, it doesn't really give you the details of the scam, but. I've got a few things I want to say about this. And and there's many scams out there. And when you're on the road, okay, you got to realize you're a real easy target because you're not from the area. Therefore, you're passing through. And if there's local scammers or traveling scammers, they could be targeting you. And you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's uh, more like how some of the scams are working. A scammer, and maybe they're people, okay, uh, they show up and they have a lottery ticket. Now, this is, now, maybe not 50000 but let's just say, for example, a $1,500 winning ticket, right? But what happens is the ticket will be, this is where they get you a lot of times, it'll be a ticket dated from today, with with the numbers that won yesterday you understand like if you if you go and you play like say a a a a, a lottery where it's five numbers and like a powerball it's just something stupid right and you lose but tomorrow you can go in at the desk and say i want these numbers and it'll be the numbers from yesterday okay okay so now People aren't looking at the date and they hand, they, they show you this ticket in like, say the parking lot and they say, I need someone to cash this because I don't have ID. So what I did was I looked up lottery claims Mm -hmm. and if it's over $600, you have to have a valid ID to be able to cash this at a desk. So for example, if you showed a trucker or somebody in a parking lot, a $1,500 winning ticket, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have ID and you make an offer. And this is what they, they'll do. They'll say, we'll split the ticket with you. Okay, all you have to do is give us $750 and you get the rest. And really where the scam gets really thick and heavy is, you know, they, they rush you. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't get, there's no time to think mm-hmm. at all when you're sitting there, like say at a, at a fuel pump or in the back of a truck stop or whatever the case is. And maybe, maybe you, maybe you tell the, um, the, the trucker, you know, I can't go into the store and, and you're thinking, well, I'll just go in and cash it now for you and I'll give you your half. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll use my ID, but the scam is, where they're like, well, I'm in a, you know, I'm in, I have an emergency. I got to get down the road. I'm just needing cash now. Um, I don't have time to go, you know, for you to go in there and get in a line. I got to be somewhere right now. Um, I'll even take 500. I just need to get moving. And you could make yourself, you know, 750 or $1,000. And here's the problem. Most people are saying to themselves something don't sound right. You're right. Most people would see that. But... I, you know, you and I, we know a lot of truckers. I might. I might, Rabbit. Okay. We know a lot of truckers, and we know a lot of them are just good old boys. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, these are just working class people that are literally just, they're not, you know what I mean? Their minds don't think of of scammers and, and all that other stuff, even though their gut's telling them something don't sound right, but there's some, there's a lot of people out there that are just good people. You right. Know, you know what I mean? Right. We think, well, I personally am the cups always half full, always see the good. So I have a hard time with thinking people are scamming that I do have a hard time with that. Cause I'm one of those, but you still at least, you still are at least smart enough to understand when something sounds right. I'm that I do know about you. Right. Yes, you're right. You are one of those people that are, uh, uh, I don't want to say a bleeding heart, but you're more like, you I know, kinda am. you try to look on the, the good side of people, which is cool. All right. And, uh, in fact, we're supposed to look on the good side of people, but there's many people out there that are just, I mean, to be honest with you, that's why scams are, are big mm-hmm. because people believe people. Right. That's really why. But so, you know, one of the, the telltale signs is if it's too good to be true, it is mm-hmm. guys and gals out there. And the second thing that's a telltale sign is when they don't have time, they, it's got to happen now. Right. You, you need to pull your money out and give me that now. I don't know how they were getting the jewelry off them. You know what I mean? How they were... I, I don't understand unless they were just robbing them. I don't understand that part. But definitely the lottery scam and stuff like that, you know, where they tell you, you know, here um, I or even they, they try to sell you a piece of jewelry that they're, well, yeah, we paid $10,000 for this and you're not an expert and you give them $1,000 and it's only a zirconia worth about a dollar. You know, but going back to the lottery scam, you know, when when somebody approaches you to where man, you've got less than 90 seconds because they're leaving to either get this incredible deal or they're going to give it to somebody else. Let it go. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell there is absolutely, if somebody is desperate for money because they're like, man, I really need the money. Um, I, I, I need it to pay a hospital bill. Or I need it to get food for my family. And, and you literally, you literally say to them that, uh, you know, uh, well, let's go in to, let's go in and I'll get the lottery ticket now and I'll cash it and, and, you know, give you your half. If they don't have time to wait for that, then they really don't have an emergency. Just remember that if it's too good to be true, it is. I had a person walk up to me and I think this is a pretty common scam at a truck at a pilot one time. And he had a, um, a, a sob story. You know, when they come to you, it, it, the one of the scams or most scams is when they're very detailed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I do know what you're saying. You've told me that one before. When 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 they're too detailed, there's something wrong. Right. Well, this guy approached me one time and he said they were they they ran out of gas on the interstate, right? And they uh, they said that um, they just needed a couple dollars to um, get gas and buy a gas can or something to that effect, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they, you know, they were just asking me and people at the pump for, for cash. And, you know, as soon as I said, well, how about I take you back to your car and I'll get a gas can and get you gas? 
you know, they that wasn't good enough. They mm-hmm, just needed mm-hmm. the cash to get it taken care of and all that other good stuff. So, you know, when when they can't be reasoned with mm-hmm. and it needs to happen now, you need to give them money now. Right. I promise you that is a scam. Right. It's a scam or it's something that you really don't want to be involved in. Some of them, I mean, some of them will even have like a puppy with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or somebody that looks like they're in need. And like this scam had a 70-year-old man. Right. That's who, like a, who doesn't believe Pappy? I, I just, uh I mean, honestly, it's like, dude, you're a Pappy. You're a freaking old man. And you're, mm-hmm. I mean, unbelievable. It's like, but this is what they do. They play on your heart. And then they also play on the fact that, you know, if they get you in what I call a whirlwind... You know what I mean? This offer of you being able to, in, in five minutes, you're going to be $500 or $1,000 richer. Okay. I promise you that's a scam. No, Nobody's going to give away half their lottery numbers. Okay. But, you know, of course, the scam is I don't have ID. I don't have any with me, and I need to get this thing done now. Okay. Okay, that's believable for a second, but if you don't have a five minutes while I go into the into the desk, the fuel desk or whatever the cashier desk, and get this this uh, uh, winnings for you right now, then guess what? It's a BS scam. Well, here's what I would do, honestly, if I'm at a truck stop, and someone drove in, or is hanging out there, and said, "I need this done," I would say, first of all, are you driving? And if they're saying, yeah, say, well, you should have a driver's license, then you're driving illegally. Well, they could say they for, they, they lost it or forgot it. I mean, many people don't bring, you know, have their driver's license with them sometimes. Well, you know what? And if there's more than one of them, one of them has to have some kind of ID. I guess me, I wouldn't want to be involved if the guy's driving around without his license. And he supposedly is driving. I don't want to be involved in that, period. You, you know what most people that get scammed say? Hmm. I wish I would have listened to my instinct. Right. Something inside me was telling me this is too good to be true. But I thought, you know, man, a thousand dollars in 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 just a minute, just by handing, just by handing this guy five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, I'm going to make a thousand dollars. Boom. I should have listened to my gut. And that's really what I'm, I'm, that's what I wanted to tell people. I just seen that article and I'm like, man, I'm going to tell these guys, you know, watch out, especially, and you know, there's truckers out there right now saying, well, duh, I would never fall for that. Yeah. And you know, quite frankly, a lot of people won't fall for that. There is, I mean, and it's not saying that the ones that did fall for it are stupid or anything like that. They just happen to, you know, be con and it happens all the time to the best of people the only thing that's really getting me is the cards how are they able to like so what they were doing was just playing a game but how i guess my problem is is how are they able to get both of those cons happening at the same time well i mean maybe they were doing well, it said there were seven of them, so maybe around the back of the building or somewhere in the parking lot, they had, uh, the, the, I think it's called Three Card Annie or something like I, that. I know what you're saying now. Yeah. In another area, mm-hmm. you know, two of them were working a group, and then in another area, it was the lottery scam, and I see what you're saying now. But yeah, or maybe they were just playing different scams as they go down the road, you know, and hitting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, bottom line is, okay... Um, watch out guys, you guys, especially that are very nice people 
that, you know, you, 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 and people, you know who you are, you know, watch out for anybody that rushes you and is trying to make an offer to you. That's all I wanted to say. Right. So moving on. Moving on. Hey drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers they can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL. Thank you. All right. So, you know, a sad story that I seen the other day. It was kind of crazy. And it, it kind of goes with, because we have a little survey today ab- about um, the top, you know, toughest states for load securement. You actually had found that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be reading that. What's funny is there's an article that I came across before you sent that to me. And here's the title to it. Forgotten tool falls off of flatbed trailer and kills a woman. Oh, my. So, you know, a- apparently it says uh, the accident happened uh, just actually a few days ago. In uh, Georgia, and it says, uh, according to the news, um, uh, I they identify. Uh, I can't even read this. Identified as a oh the tool. Sorry, people, the tool was identified as a winch bar. So you know, what I mean, the the bar that they use to mm-hmm. crank the uh, 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 straps and stuff with. It said it fell off the semi truck along Interstate seventy five. 
a portion of the roadway was shut down for an hour as medics provided treatment to the victim. The victim, Lynn Fleming, did not survive. The situation is very tragic and could have been so simply avoided, said the uh, state police uh, in Georgia. The truck driver was not hurt in the incident, and it's unclear if any citations were issued. And I would tell you, uh, going with just that part of it, you may not be criminally in, in, indicted, but, mm-hmm. you, but you can sure bet civilly in a civil court, you will lose all day long. Right. And I'm sure that the trucking company, their insurance is going to get sued. People are getting sued, I guarantee you, over mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, you know, it's going to be uh, a very horrible thing, especially if, if your employer terminates you. And then puts on your, and it doesn't say what trucking company it was with. So it could have been a big company. It could have been a little company. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let this be a listen, uh, listen, a lesson to all you bigger companies and all you flatbedders that are out there that um, this is a, a, a simple, such a simple little, oops, I forgot something on the back of the trailer instead of putting it in my toolbox and I hit a bump. And boom, it falls. Because you know, once if you're doing 70, 80 miles an hour and something comes off of your your truck, in fact, I'll tell you who's famous for it, uh, rock haulers. Mm, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've been behind uh, rock haulers where you see like a couple stones drop and it, it, it does like a football. You know, like when a football is, if somebody misses a pass or a, uh, they kick off ping, a football. Ping, ping, ping. Exactly. It'll roll. And then if it hits the tip, the end of the ball, it bounces upward. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with... The winch bar, it probably went in and rolled, and then maybe the end hit, and it popped upward, and my guess is it went through the poor woman's windshield. That's what I was thinking, too, is it went through the windshield. Years ago in Pennsylvania, when we lived up there, I think it was Tamaqua, Pennsylvania, I remember a young trucker, he was actually really new, too. Um, He didn't have his pipes secured, and somehow the pipe came off and went back and jumped up and went through and killed a woman mm-hmm. actually in Tamaqua. You can look that up probably from 25 years ago. But anyways, um, bad load securement can really, really be a tragic, not only for the general public, but also for yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely. We have many videos and pictures of uh, uh, cabs where pipe or building material has come through. And if you think the headache rack is going to hold that stuff back, it's not. No. Not all of it, no. I mean, it can sometimes, but, you know, most stuff, you know, heavy stuff, it, that headache rack is really not going to hold back. But um, it's a tragic story. It's, a, it's actually a horrible story. When I hate, personally, when anybody dies of, like, this a weird death. It's like, who would have thought, I'm, this, I'm sure her family, they're all scratching their head in tears today going... How the heck do you get, it's like you're not safe anywhere. That, that you got to be thinking that. It's like, wow. I mean, just uh, something falls off a truck and bounces through the window and kills our family. You got to be, your mind's got to be fogged out today thinking that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those neglectful type of incidences because, you know, in his mind, in the driver's mind, he probably was, had so much consumed. He probably, you know, there could have been so much, you don't know what's going on in his life. You know, 
he could have been concentrating on, on an emergency he was thinking of or his spouse or if he's married or whatever could have called him said, hey, listen, our, our child is going through this. So he could have been so consumed with something else. He just didn't think of the simple process of putting that away. And look what happened now. He's tenfold his 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 mind now is just consumed. I wouldn't want any of that on anybody. I will say this also. Um, most likely, he, criminal charges won't be filed. And people are out there going, well, how could they be? And I'll show you how they could be. You know what the PSP is, right? The PSP and uh, that the CSA has where you can run a driver's report. You just put his driver's license in there and you pull up what's called the PSP report. And inspections come up. Yep. And uh, some drivers, if you look... I mean, I know a I know a company in Chicago that's a flatbed company, and I know the guy personally. And when he pulls a driver's PSP, if they show like a lot of un, unsecured load tickets, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, negligent. It's like right. he his name is Mike. He'll be like, this guy doesn't learn his lesson. Right. So now, if this driver, okay, went and has a um, a long history. Of bad inspections. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, guess what? There is a chance that he could be negligently criminally charged. He could get now a ticket, or not a ticket, but he could be taken to court. Let's say, for example, this guy, if you go back the last three years, and, and you could see three or four inspections where his straps were loose, or where stuff was coming off, or where he had, you know, all kind of just bad securement tickets. And now all of a sudden somebody's killed. There's a good chance prosecutors can take that to a jury mm-hmm. or what they, well, a grand jury is different, but there's a chance that a prosecutor can get that into court and say, this guy was warned a thousand times right. and was ticketed a thousand times. And yet he still didn't get his act together. And now someone has died from it. Let's stick his ass in jail. And I'm telling you that could happen if, Oh yeah, it could. I, I'm not going to deny that because they see a pattern of his, the way he lives his life and they will, they will, will build a case on the way he actually is on, on as far as how his worth work ethics are. And if he is not doing his inspections, if he isn't, you know, if he's a continual speeder, if, you know, all those different things build up on a case and that's how they end up really closing something because they, they look at their history on how they actually are and, and they'll go from that to, to get whatever kind of decision from the judge that they, that they need. I a hundred percent agree. You know, so guys, one good warning, especially flatbedders and listen, don't think that you reefer haulers and dry van haulers are, are beyond that. If you got an inspected load and you know, you got freight that's falling over and it's not a sealed load and they're able to look in there and you have, and you get fined for loads that are not secured inside your trailer, you can get that. You can get that. Oh yeah. So you, you just don't, one of the things you don't want to do is actually get, you know, violations because it goes on your record. Okay, not the company's record. So listen, Ruthann, I want to say moving on, but I want to stay on load securement for a second. You had sent me this um, top 10 states 
that have the toughest inspections for load securement. I did. And you know, it's it's funny. I was reading I was reading the article, and you guys can go. It's it's on um, Overdrive online. You guys can go read the entire article. It's a pretty good size article, and it talks about a driver that got a ticket last year. I think in Oregon or Wisconsin, where he was getting inspected. And they're very thorough in some states, like insanity. All righty. And he was getting inspected, and because it had a cut in the strap. Okay. Yeah. Well, the straps are important. They should be not, they shouldn't have any. Well, nicks and stuff like that. They right. look at that. Right. And then there was a new law that had gone through not long ago where they don't even accept certain types of material anymore for their their securements very correct and i guess he said the dot inspector excuse me that was a kind of a (laughs) belge um a dot inspector uh he said when he seen the nick or the cut in the strap he went and measured it so i mean he was pretty serious and this guy was up on top it's a thorough 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 very very thorough so anyways I guess, so he changed the strap. I didn't see if he got a ticket or not. He probably got a little write-up for it. And then he ended up giving the DOT officer the, the old strap for a uh, souvenir. But <laughs> So I want to read to you the 10 um, top um, toughest states if you're a flatbedder. In fact, this article also covered, because, you know, there's the inspections coming up, the blitz. Mm-hmm. And uh, the blitz is coming up, and they, they uh, a lot of them surveyed said that they're not going to be out that week. A lot of truckers are shutting down because of blitz week. That's when we're going on vacation. Well, some of them are actually doing <laughs> vacation. Some of them are actually... Um, uh, whatchamacallit, they're uh, putting their truck in the shop for any kind of extra work or anything like that um, just to avoid that week because, let's be honest, the Blitz Week is tough. They are out to, if you remember correctly, we talked about this last year, on Blitz Week, you have a inspection station down the road from the other. You have them all over, and I'm sure some of them are wanting to outdo each other, so they're really looking for anything they can write you up on with Blitz Week. I mean, I understand that there's probably, you know, a lot of drivers that don't have the proper maintenance done on their vehicle, on their on their semi and on the trailer. But honestly, I kind of get scared really scared, truthfully, knowing that that many people are trying to skip it because it makes me think how unsafe a lot of those tractors are now on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, there's a lot that don't give a crap. I mean, really, honestly, there's a lot of... In fact, the reason for the PSP, which was, um, if, if you really want to know what happened, back in 2010, they called it CSA 2010. This is 13 years ago. I remember this specifically. Um, They started putting the violations on the driver instead of the company. And the reason, like, for example, if you're driving for a company that had really crappy equipment. And back in the day, okay, it It was, was common. It was a lot more. And I know it still goes on. But back in the day, um, trucking companies, they didn't care 
Okay. And so they would take a fine and believe it or not, the fine would go on the driver. The company would tell them that they um, would pay it. And then the they never did. And then also the, the inspection went on the company though. So the inspection didn't go on the driver. So what happened was in 2010, <laughs> what was smart of them, they probably should have did this years ago. They said, we know we're going to start doing it to the driver instead of the company. If a, if a company has bad tires and a driver gets pulled in, we're going to put it on his score. We're going to give him now a DOT rating. And so in doing this, truckers started saying, screw you, trucking company. I'm not going to work for a company that has really crappy, unsafe equipment. It forced companies to clean up their act because now mm -hmm. what the DOT managed what the DOT managed to do was they managed to get the truckers to indirectly police the trucking companies for them. Mm -hmm. Seriously. No, so, it's true. Right. So you get so what happened was they, they started, um, a driver would go in, they'd be working for a company, and they would get a ticket. And so they would end up saying, oh, you know what, I'm getting screwed here. Because when they would go to get another job, when you have too many violations, a lot of companies will not hire you because they're saying, listen, this trucker keeps driving bad equipment. He's the one being unsafe, not the company, because now you're getting the rating. And so what happens is if a trucking company hires a trucker, with a bad um, safety rating, their insurance goes up. It does. So the effect comes now from a trucker not standing up for his rights and 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 not, or I'm sorry, and tolerating a bad trucking company. So believe it or not, truckers have a lot to do with this now. So I would always tell you, truck drivers out there, if you are working for a trucking company that has bad equipment leaks. Um, violation after violation, you're eventually going to be the guy nobody wants because you're the one tolerating bad stuff where you are now to not tolerate it. Right. Okay. So I just want to give you a quick list, top 10 companies where the toughest inspections go for load securement. And believe it or not, some of these states, they're not known for many inspections, but they're known for tough load securement inspections. Number 10, Maryland. They are number 10. This year, last year, last year, their intensity rating was number two, but this year they're 10. They slacked a little? I, I, well, maybe they got, well, either that or some other ones just got tougher. You know what I mean? Like True. just because, just because you, you fall in your ratings doesn't mean that you're slacking. It just means maybe somebody's, you know, outdoing you for toughness. Mm -hmm. Number nine is Vermont. Last year they were 40. Hmm. So they, they were like, you know what, we got to get tougher, and not, uh, they are in the top 10 now. Number eight is Florida. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Florida is. I didn't know uh, Florida had such a tough inspection uh, in Florida for flatbedders, but apparently the Florida DOT is kicking some tail. Last year, Florida was number 20. Um, number seven is New Hampshire. Last year, they were 35. Number six is Alabama. Last year, they were number 15. Number five is North Carolina. Last year, their intensity was number four. So they didn't really change much, uh, mm -hmm. North Carolina. Uh, number four this year is Wyoming. Last year, they were 47. So they were almost at the end last year. 
Um, and, you know, again, they may be getting, they get the numbers and they probably said, listen, guys, we are now going to uh, get tougher on these guys. And so when you have a state that's in the bad rankings, I would also watch out for them because they may be now trying to get their numbers up. But right now, number three is Tennessee. Last year they were 13. Number two, and it's funny is number two and number one are right beside each other. Number two is Washington. Last year they were five. And number one is Oregon. And they are not known for inspections, they said. I know their port of entry they are known for. But number one toughest DOT load securement inspectors right now are Oregon. Last year they were 44. You know... Every state except for Alabama and Florida have a lot of hills, like large like mountains, get a lot of weather. So I wonder if because of accidents, you know, I would say that's why a company would get stricter on their load securements because of accidents that have been caused and, and maybe higher death rates because of the, the equipment or whatever they're carrying their, their load shifted somehow and created an accident that way or was devastating because of the fact, you know, higher, higher fatalities or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, I think a lot of load securement stuff happens when a trucker has to slam on his brakes or swerve because somebody cuts him off. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen some accidents with flatbedders and I mean, I have some, some crazy pictures where a flatbedder was flipped over and that load didn't go anywhere. It was, yeah. it was literally secured. Like you could see this flatbed guy knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. But we've also gotten those videos and those pictures that some of us, we, we took personally of the equipment being really, I mean, it looks like it's just been got a couple of straps of saran wrap holding that sucker together. And that's about it. You know, yeah. how many times we go down the road and we look at it and we're like, hmm, Sanford and Son type of loading there, <laughs> you well, know? Exactly. You know, that's, well, the guy that doesn't care doesn't, doesn't check his stuff. The guy that does care, he, you can roll him over and most of the time his, his load's not coming off a lot of times. But I will say this, and just to end this segment, you know, no matter how good you are, you can still forget something a hammer, um, a wrench, uh, that with a winch bar, like this guy did mm -hmm. even a rolled up strap, which is really heavy with the metal. Maybe you had, you didn't real, you realize you didn't need that extra strap and you had it sitting on the, on the back of the trailer. And a lot of times something loose doesn't come off Ruthann. but in that little instance case, I, I tell you, I had a, a seven up sitting on my ICC bumper that I forgot at a shipper when I was picking up a load. Mm -hmm. I set it on the bar to close my barn doors, got in my truck. I went 500 and I think 550 miles. Um, I got to a receiver. I got out to open up my doors to back in and the damn seven up was sitting on the ICC bumper. I mean, that was incredible. Must have not have been in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, I don't. The roads I, are too bumpy. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, though, with a, with a good air ride trailer, um, a lot of times something doesn't come off. But it's it, there's a reason why we have load securement, and that's because of cases where this poor woman, you know, I mean, just driving down the road, minding your own business, and this happens to you, I would say, guys, 
when you're strapping a load or you're securing your load, do yourself a favor. Sometimes you got a lot on your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're really good at it. In fact, to be honest with you, mistakes are made when you get to a point where you think you're the best at something and you're just flying through it like it's nothing. Honestly, each load should be handled the exact same way as far as care goes. Your very first one. Right. If As far as care goes, use caution with every load because, guys, it can change your life. A, a, this guy might have been the, one of the best load securement guys in the country, Ruth, right. and his life has changed forever right. now. He could be one of these, like, five million mile non-accident type of guys, like where he's never had an incident, and all of a sudden... This happens, and it could it could really dev- devastate him. It could put him in a in a major depression just because he's never had something like this happen. And he could be the type of person like he's dwelling on the fact that he just now because of his lack of of responsibility and his you know not paying attention, he now caused a death of someone. And he could be one of those kind of people that it really affects to you know horribly. I knew a guy. I met a guy that worked for Warner. <clears throat> Excuse me. He worked for Warner for um 15 years he had 15 safe driving awards this guy was really good mm-hmm. 15 years with no accidents no tickets no nothing this guy literally had 15 safe driving awards and going into his 16th year um i forget what happened it was his fault but he rolled one over hmm. just like that. And I, and he told me just like that, I took my eyes off the road and it happened. And believe it or not, nobody would hire the guy, no matter how good he looked at that time. I remember this specifically, nobody would give this guy a chance. And so what I'm getting at is you take your mind off your job for one second and it happens you forget something, you swerve, you do something. Just drivers, what I would say is proceed with caution because load securement is very serious. That's all I wanted to say about that, Ruth Ann. Moving on. Moving on. Can we move on? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I want to, there was something else I wanted to mention. You know, I wanted to mention also, somebody had wrote in and they're like, man, you know, you keep mentioning these the bad freight rates and 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 the fuel prices and 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 how how bad it is out there. And uh, we, uh, you know, it's it sometimes can get depressing hearing all that. Well, I mean, be honest with you, it's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to give everybody some good news. I'm actually, some people might not believe this, I'm actually seeing an uptick. I see a lot of car hauling jobs out there right now. There, uh, People are starting to advertise now harder. And I see s- some rates going up. So I don't know if this is the turn I know the prediction is 2024 till it fully turns around, but they call it the bullwhip. I believe um, you're starting to see, you're starting to see some good things happen in trucking. Um, I'm not ringing the bell saying, "Hey, it's getting great out there," but I do see a little uptick. Um, and I just wanted to mention this. Um, I wanted to say, cheer up, guys, because. The trucking industry is the first to see the bad times always, because freight is the birth of our country. In the, as far as the economy goes, fuel and everything. But we're also the first to see the good times. So we're first to see the bad, but we're also first to see it turning around when the rest of the world 
the rest of the country's going, oh, it's really bad out there, man. Right? We are actually starting to enjoy the good times coming back. So all I would say is, as truckers and trucking companies, you know, we're getting through this. It's been, it's been a while now, okay? We're getting through it. But the good news is you're going to be the first ones to see it. So there's a lot of drivers that are saying, I'm, I'm thinking about getting out of trucking altogether. Well, there's really nowhere else to go. Okay. The whole world's kind of in this. Yeah. We have have friends in the Philippines that are, they're saying it's bad over there too. But the good news is hang in there guys, because you're going to be the first to see the good times. Would you agree? Oh, she's yawning. I would agree. I would agree. My nose is kind of like, um, stuffy. So I'm trying to, to stay back, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But no, we, we definitely see it when it, it's good and when it's bad and, you know, the good thing about it is, is we at least can be, you know, it's, it's like, you know, that the, the, the grandpa or, or the grandma or whatever, like even me, Ooh, it's going to rain. My knees hurting or whatever the case is. Well, we're truckers times getting better. I could see the freight going up. We can be like little people that say the premonists, you know, I know some truckers that are 70 grandpa that are running scams. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I've, I've got another survey, but I'm going to, I'm going to save it for, uh, the next podcast where actually I didn't realize we're actually getting up there in time. Um, I think we'll go ahead and say podcast is done. What do you think? We can go ahead and wrap this one up. Do you have the word of the day today, Ruthann? I do, but my computer went on that pause thing, so let me reopen it. Yeah. All right. You ready? From Word Genius. Go ahead. Word of the day. Word Genius. You know, we haven't mentioned the, the name Word Genius in quite a while. Y'all need to uh, sign up for Word Genius. It's free, and they'll send you a, the word of the day with definition, and they'll make you smarter. They would. Go I ahead. mean, honestly. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Glebe. Dweeb? No, Glebe. Oh, I thought you said dweeb. No, like, Glebe with a G. Glebe? Spell it. G-L-E-B-E. Okay. Is it a noun? Yes. He's a glebe? Yep. What, what, what is it? What does it mean? Land fields, a piece of land serving as part of a clergyman's benefice or providing income. So like a field. like A field? Yeah. Land what? or fields. Um, a farmer. The fields. Okay. So it's he, something that provides income or it's just the land or fields. It's like, so the reason I thought this would be something good for drivers to know is because they could be driving down the road and they go, look at that glebe. That's a beautiful glebe. Look at that. <laughs> I doubt they'll say it. <laughs> I, I doubt they'll say it. You never know. There might be one that might be one, one driver that will sit there and say, I like that Ruthann. Hey, you know, I was thinking, like, I was, I was actually going to say to everybody before we got off, hey, summer's, you know, here, and start enjoying everybody. But, you know, summer isn't officially here till like, June 21st, because it's the day before my birthday. Not that I'm hinting. Yeah, right. There I, you go. No, you know me. I don't like... But anyways, um, what I was getting at, though, is... 
They should really move summer to like May because usually by May it's pretty nice out. You know what I mean? I, well, I guess in the northern states it's not, but usually by May it's pretty warm out. I think they should change that around. But other than that, I think we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.